How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I just got off work. I'm going to see Alice in Chains tonight, one of my favorite oh, bands. So no I'm, shit. I'm feeling good, man. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Where are they playing at? They're playing at the worst venue in the area, Star Lake. Okay. Yeah. What was that? Uh, that's First Niagara Pavilion, right? The, the, no, they call no, it Star Lake again? Star Lake again. They call it Star Lake again? Yeah, it's Star Lake again. Oh. Yeah. Lord, I can't keep up. I've come full circle. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Word. Cool. All right. So starting off our conversation, uh, this is another episode for those of you that aren't familiar. I know some people call the show Start the Beat, but really the name of this show is Strangers in My Fucking House. So <laughs> uh, I am here today with a, another stranger, somebody that I have never really talked to face to face. I've seen your band play one time. Okay. Uh, everybody, please make some noise for my new friend, hopefully, Eamon of Trainwrecked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So I know that we are connected on Facebook. We've been connected mm -hmm. on Facebook for a while. And you're somebody that even though I don't know you, I enjoy um, being connected with you on the internet because you are generally a pretty positive person. It seems like you're into sharing a lot of different kinds of music in the rock realm. You seem yeah. to be interested in going out to a lot of shows and playing a lot of shows with your band. And you just got like a, a nice positive energy to you, which isn't always something that you find um, in, you know, any sort of underground art community, especially yeah. sometimes, unfortunately in like the metal community. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely, you know, most of the people in the metal scene aren't like scary by any means. Like there are no, nobody's like killing cats or sacrificing children or anything. Sure. But uh, some of the people can still be kind of ding dongs in their own way. Yeah. Rough around the edges yeah, for sure. No, no different than anybody in any other subculture. Right. But yeah. you seem to be pretty chill. Do you find yourself to be a pretty chill person? You know, it's funny you say this because I have a lot of people come with me saying that I'm a chill person that I give off just positive vibes. I don't feel that way personally. <laughs> I, f I feel like a very anxious, very negative person to okay. be totally honest with you. Um, but I mean, what's, what's the point of putting that on other people? It's not going to get me anywhere. Totally get them anywhere. So, I mean, th I mean, that's why I love metal man. Cause I get to put it there. I get to write a pissed off song. I get to write an aggressive song that's letting out all the negativity and all the shit in me that is not chill. Cause I promise there's a lot of it. Um, so that once I get that out from there, it's like, you know, let's, let's just stay chill about it. Totally about putting it out. Fuck yeah, man. I get that. You know, I think that, you know, so much of our, our lives are really based on the environment that we surround ourselves in. And a lot of that environment is like our own creation. You know, yeah. it's like a, um, our actions in one way or another kind of like, paint a landscape of what our live is, lives are going to be like. Yeah. We're both us two and anybody that's watching or listening, like we're all human. So right. everybody has their shit that they go through. Yeah, you know, it's sure. easy to have struggles and negativity and to be stressed out and anxious and things like that. But yeah. like, it's up to you, like how much of that you want to put out into the world, like how much of that you want to throw onto the shoulders of other people. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, not saying that like, you know, if you need help, you can go talk to people and do yeah, things in some of degree, course, but I'm course. just talking about in general. Cause like, I know you on a very surface level cause it's like we're friends on Facebook. Right. And it's like, you know, and it's like, there's people that I've never met on Facebook, but I know them as like the, Oh, that's the guy that complains all the right, fucking time. Right. Like I can't imagine what this person's like in real life. And then like, yeah. when you hit me to come on the podcast, I'm just like, Oh, like, you're just always sharing like links for bands yeah. or like taking pictures at shows you're at and shit. And it's always like a cool, diverse thing, you know, cause the other thing too, with a lot of people in like the metal rock community is like, they can like, they're into like one thing, a whole, whole lot for sure. You know what I mean? Like your band train wrecked, you know, does not sound like Alice in chains at all, but yeah. you're like Alice in chains is one of my favorite bands. And that yeah, makes definitely. sense to me because like, you know, I understand it's like, okay, well you are a guitar player and a songwriter that's into heavy metal, which is derivative of rock. And you're somebody that probably grew up listening to, I mean, you grew up listening to death metal. You probably you yeah. find it through the course of time, That's right? Exactly right. So, exactly you know, right. you probably started out finding out about like what cool songwriting and rock music can be as a result of fucking people like Jerry Cantrell and Alice in Chains. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, couldn't have said it that better. Um, you know, going back to what you were talking about, you know, 
me coming off as positive, um, you know, just from our Facebook interactions or what I, you know, share on there. That's definitely a, a place. Social media is a place where I try not to put any of my bullshit. Sure. So social media for me is just about connections and making connections with my band, seeing who's going to this show tonight, see who wants to come to this show, um, you know, advertising another local band that I think is really cool that I think people should check out. So um, that's definitely a platform that I make an effort not to put any of my bullshit on. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do that elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and then going off of, you know, you know, being a fan of, of Alice in Chains and, and more diverse music. That's definitely how I got into metal. I got into metal from growing up on classic rock. Um, my parents always had music playing in the house. I grew up on the Beatles, Doors, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Rush. And I felt, you know, I, I felt a connection to all of it. You know, I, I, I still listen to all that music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, but I felt I always gravitated towards the darker stuff. I was, I was always, you know, I would always prefer the the doors over the Beatles sure. or I would like, you know, the heavy riffs of Zeppelin um, or Rush compared to, you know, some of the softer rock stuff. So I think that was just kind of the precursor to, to getting into heavier stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, from there I found like Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and like Metallica. And then I started to realize the connections between, you know, the bands like Rush and them with their songwriting and, and the evolution of, of distorted guitar music. Um, and then, you know, once, once I found like cannibal corpse, Pantera, and, you know, <laughs> all, all, all the nasty uh -huh. stuff that, you know, made my parents scratch their head. That's, that's the one when I went down the rabbit uh -huh. hole for sure. You know, when you're like finding those connections between like, you know, these different sub genres of rock as a result of like similarities and songwriting, was that something before you had like picked up a guitar and started learning how to play? Or was it like, like in like in line, like symbiotic with each other? Um, it was definitely symbiotic. Um, I think I, I my first instrument is piano. Uh, I started just playing okay. piano on my own and I, you know, I'd play like Beatles, Doors and Rush songs. Um, and I think, you know, just from learning those notes and then also listening to heavy metal, I would like transcribe like Cowboys from Hell on the <laughs> piano or something. And I definitely, you know, had light bulbs going off there like, oh, you know, Metallica and Pantera are using these same ideas that Rush used in this song or okay, you know, yeah. Led Zeppelin used here. So I, I definitely did start making those connections pretty early on. Um, but now I, I feel like I, I didn't really truly understand it until I had an instrument in my hands and I was figuring that out on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's uh, a part of my life that I really miss, which was listening to music before I started creating music. Yeah. Because I mean, there's, you know, there's still bands that I grew up with that I love to death because they're great songwriters, mm -hmm. but there's also like, I can't listen to music in the same way that I used to when yeah. I was a kid. And there's definitely some bands that are objectively not good bands, but I still wish I could like listen to it through that, like childlike, uh, naivete of yeah, like, sure. like it doesn't matter if it's like actually good or not. It's just making me feel good. Right. You know, have you found that like being a fan of music, especially something where like, you know, there's so much to like critique in terms of like rock and metal, mm -hmm. like becoming a like songwriter yourself and starting to play in bands and do shows. Like, has it changed the way that you like listen to or engage with some of the shit you grew up with at all? Some of the stuff that I grew up with, maybe not so much. Um, I, I still feel like there's some kind of ingrained appreciation for it. And, you know, even if I've, I've kind of fallen out of it, I still feel like, like the, that connection is still yeah. there. And I, uh -huh. I, I don't struggle with that too much. Um, I feel like I struggle with finding new artists a lot. Okay. I feel like I'm a, a lot more judgmental about, oh, I don't want to listen to this new band. I'm writing better riffs than them or sure. They, you know, yeah. what is this? They can't construct a song. Why, <laughs> why am I going to give this band the time of day when, you know, maybe they have a bunch of songs that I would really mm -hmm. dig, or maybe there's, you know, there's something about yeah. that band that I, I need to give a better chance to. I have the, I have a really, really similar issue where, you know, it's hard for me to find something like I don't need a new band. I want to hear like something that I haven't heard before. Mm. So a lot of the times there may be a new band like, you know, everybody's like freaking out over like, like bands like Lorna Shore now, sure. which is like objectively they are a good band. Yeah. But it's like, I've heard it. 
I and that's agree with nothing, you, man. That's nothing against them. Yeah. You know, like they, they, I'm sure they're fucking nice and probably play awesome live shows. And I'm glad yeah. that they're still extreme music for a younger generation yeah. to latch on to. But like, I just don't care yeah. because I don't see what is like so unique about it. Yeah. I agree but also it's like, I don't even know where music can go in terms of like the realms of like extreme music. Cause there's right. like artists that do things that are like, you get pushed to like this realm where it's like borderline electronic music with bands like rings of Saturn and shit right. like that. And it's like, right. well, I don't want that. Yeah. yeah you know, definitely. cause I, I mean, objectively it sounds different. Oh, at the time. I mean, they're not even a new fucking band anymore yeah, for yeah. being honest, but at the time it was like, this is new or bands like the faceless. I was like, yeah. this is wild at the time, but it still was like, it doesn't, I don't know. Nothing's like really gelling with me. And it's got made me almost think that's like, do I still even like heavy music in the same mm -hmm. way that I used to like it? Like yeah. I like the shit that I liked 10 years ago, but like when I hear new stuff now, it's just like, I don't care. And I think a lot of people didn't care. And I think that that is why you started to see shit like ghost of all fucking bands become right. like one of the biggest bands, which is just like right. a huge reset button on everything. Right? Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. Um, you know, the, the bands that come to mind that are, are really, you know, doing anything different are bands that are just doing weird shit, I think. And they're just going off the rails and not really sticking to any specific sure. genres. And maybe, I don't know, like those guys in Clowncore or something. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's heavy, you know, it's uh -huh. kind of metal. It's kind of not. But, you know, I mean, that that's just like the the first thing that came to mind. Like, oh, that's really different. Sure, you know? sure, sure. But I, I, I do understand that a lot of it is you know, it's, it's rehashed ideas. And I, you know, I would be lying if I said, you know, the riffs that I write, the songs that I write, you know, it's, it's all influenced from, from the main line of musicians that, that I listen to mm -hmm. for sure. Well, I mean, you know, there's stuff that's like new, you know, like there's bands like, uh, like architects that it's like, I don't really care much about like modern metal core, whatever mm -hmm. these bands are doing, but like I can watch them and listen to their songs. And I'm like, objectively, these are great songs yeah. or bands like spirit box. I'm like spirit box is a great band. Yeah, definitely. You know, they write really good songs, great compositions, cool production. I've seen them live. They play a good show live mm -hmm. and it's like, I'm glad this exists, Yeah, but it's still like nothing new. It's nothing is like blowing my mind. It's just yeah. like, I've already heard it. So it's like, I don't know, but like, I, I just don't know like where it goes. I'm sure one day somebody's going to do something that's like, wow, this is wildly different. Yeah. You know? Like you have yeah. bands like fucking like, I don't want this to be the whole thing. Like we was talk about bands the whole yeah, fucking yeah, time, but I'm you know, good. like there's like shit, like bands like, like vain and loathe. And yeah. it's like, yeah, those, those bands are cool, but it's just like, you know, they're kind of doing stuff that like Slipknot was doing to some degree. Yeah, right. And then, uh, like turnstile. It's like they're doing like a fun blend of things. Yeah. Great fun band. I imagine they're a blast live. Yeah. But still it's like, it's nothing that like new. It's yeah, hard for me I to agree. like really care. I agree. But I get why people love it because the bands are good. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the conversations I had with, uh, you know, my drummer of train wreck, John, uh, when we first formed the band, we weren't necessarily, you know, we were, we talked about this, like what, you know, what's a new sound? What's the next sound? And what, what are we trying to go for? And, you know, ultimately I, I don't have it. I don't, I don't have a new sound to pull out of nowhere. That's just totally unheard of, but definitely a goal of ours that, that we try to do. And I think that just naturally comes with our songwriting is bridging the gap of the old metal heads and the new school kids. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of these modern metalcore bands where they're, they're all the rage with the younger crowd, but any of the older metal heads are like, ah, oh, that's, that's not metal. What is that crap? Sure. And at the same time, you know, all the older metal heads, you know, they're praising Slayer, you know, hail Slayer. And there's so many new kids that are like, oh, this production's crap. I can't listen to this. So I feel like we're trying to make music that is going to appeal to the old heads where it's like, oh yeah, I can, I can still recognize where the roots of metal are here and young kids where it's still fresh enough to predict the production is good. And you know, there's, there's still that raw young energy to it. Mm -hmm. So I, th I think that's a big goal that, that we try to keep as a band. And I, th I think there's, there's a lot of bands out there that are seeing some success that kind of have that same vibe. Like there's kind of this new resurgence of, young bands that are doing like an old school death metal thing, like 200 stab wounds yeah. or, you know, Sanguisuga bog. Like it, it is old school death metal and it appeals to the old school fans, but there's also something that's still pretty fresh about it. And you know, they're not reinventing the wheel or anything, but 
you know, bands like that, they have old heads and young kids coming out to their shows. And thankfully we do too. We're, we're getting that response too. So, you know, I feel like if you're hitting a large age range, that's, that's pretty solid. Even if you're not doing anything totally groundbreaking. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's what I think what's most important is focusing on like good songwriting yeah playing to the strengths of like everybody in the band especially when you're talking about metal and not like trying to write songs that you can't play live absolutely i think that that is a thing that started to happen with metal in like the more modern age because of advancements in technology yeah we're able to you know record things that we can half play but make them sound perfect yeah which is like fun from a studio perspective. It's fun to hear these crazy recordings that sound super sick and you could show our friends and be like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. And it's just like, is it bro? It's not though. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. You know, and like, and then you see it live and then it's not like represented mm-hmm. in the right way. So like now it's really hard for me, I guess on top of like, I need to hear something new. It's really hard for me to even take a metal band seriously until I've seen them live. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Sometimes it can be a major letdown. I've I've had it happen recently where it was like, oh, this this is not what you guys did in the studio. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. it happened with me with the last one that really bummed me out. And it's not like they're ever going to listen to this podcast so I can call them out. Flesh God. Oh, Flesh God Apocalypse, I can dude. see that. I saw them live and it was big disappointment. Um, that's a shame. Yeah, totally. I, totally. Can, I can totally see that. But then, you know, the, there's other bands. I mean, like, uh, you know, a band like Knock Loose, they're getting huge. I, I went and saw them not really even liking their studio stuff. And after seeing them live, it was like, holy shit. I've this, heard this I, is a live band right here. Yeah. And I became a fan from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you at the root of everything. If you're not, if you can't play it live, are you even a band? Totally. You know, I, I don't think so. I mean, if, <laughs> you could be a studio, band. a studio band. Well, you, yeah, you, you should preface it with that. Yeah. Then you know that you're a studio band. <laughs> it's kind of strange too. Cause like, this is making me think about like another thing that like, it, this really fucks me up. And like, I don't know, maybe I don't know why I have this issue, but I have a big issue with like these solo metal things where it's like I'll be hearing something and I'm like this sounds sweet and I'm like what is this and it's like oh it's like this dude he records everything God, himself yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like ah fuck like, yeah because I don't need to hear any more studio stuff and it's like this sounds sweet but it's never a band that I'm gonna see live right so it's just like weird for me to like engage with it yeah to some degree I agree not to like take away from the talent or the production or anything it's like I do solo music too right I get it but like I don't do like solo fully orchestrated you know progressive black and death metal projects you know which is cool if you could do that but yeah it's just it's like i'm not looking for that i think there's something i kind of romanticize about the band thing where it's like i want the studio thing i want it to sound like a room of people in a like a, a room of people playing instruments yes i don't like hearing a record and picturing people sitting in front of computers yeah i totally agree and like i want to like be like, oh, I need to like know what this is going to be like if I see it live. Yeah, definitely. And like, it just bums me out. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't want to do that personally anyway, because I mean, the the benefits of playing with a band with musicians that you can trust and respect. I mean, it's it, it just doesn't compare. You know, if, if I if I put out all the songs that I wrote for Trainwreck, if I played all the instruments on it, it would sound completely different. It would be a completely different song. It would have different drum beats. It would have, you know, completely different vocals. Yeah. It, 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 it just wouldn't be at the standard that it could be at with other musicians who, you know, are just focusing on their craft mm-hmm. and putting what they need into the song. So I, I, I agree with you. I, I think there's, you know, there's some there's some cool one man bands out there and you know maybe some of my one man band friends will be pissed well, to hear yeah, this I but mean, you know well, that's the thing it's just like it's not like a um it's not like I would never say that like you shouldn't do this or like you know stop or that it's bad it's yeah. just like it's more about like the conversation that we were having at the start of this it's just like finding new music that's good for you and like what are you just what yeah. am I as an individual looking for yeah. with new music because the thing that like starts to kind of scare me is like down the road is like you know my influence you know for creating music it's always you know your influences are always based off of the art that other people are creating Mm -hmm. 
but like if I only continue to engage with the same fucking things that I've been engaging with for the past 10 years, definitely what's going to happen 10 years down the road if I'm still making music. Yeah. And there's no like new influence coming in. Not saying that I need influence to become like a carbon copy of something. Right. But I mean, that is like, I wouldn't be making any of the music that I was making today. If it wasn't for the shit that I listened to, you know, 20, 25 years ago when yeah. I was like a fucking, you know, a little shit running around yeah, listening absolutely. to fucking Slipknot. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think one thing I, I think about with influence and I've definitely had the conversation with my band a lot is you have to have, you have to have some influences from all over the place or you're going to be a fucking boring band. I think there are a lot of modern metal bands where every member grew up listening to deathcore and they play deathcore and they sound like a deathcore band and they write deathcore songs. And I, I have no interest in that. Sure. You know, I, I love reggae. I love classic rock. Mm -hmm. I like classical music. I like, you know, soft instrumental piano music. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I don't play that music, but you know, there's definitely been moments where I'm listening to a reggae song and I hear, I hear a hook in there and I think, oh, you know, I, I could do something like that. I could do something like that, you know, with my guitar, with, you know, with this huge metal chorus right here. And, you know, when you listen to it back to back, it doesn't sound anything alike, but that was still inspiration. That was still influence for me. And I, I, I personally think that's missing a lot in the metal community these days. I think there are a lot of metal bands and metal heads that are, you know, they're just listening to heavy music. And I think there's, you know, there's, there's a lot that gets lost there because then you're just rehashing heavy music. I think that you get a lot of, um, a lot of like bands that do like what I call like, a, it's like a, a riff salad. Oh yeah. Where it's just like, you know, like a bunch of cool ideas for songs, yeah. but it's not like a cohesive sort of like story. Yeah. You know, I always say that I like to be like, I like to think of like, you know, a song should be like a round trip ticket. I agree. You know, it shouldn't be a one way. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't have any riff salad songs in my opinion. We, you know, we, we bring riffs back, we bring hooks back. Um, we bring lyrical themes back. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. A, a song has to be a story. Would, would you say a full circle? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. round trip, round trip, yeah. round trip, you know? Right. And, uh, it's like, a in some ways I've, I've compared like songwriting a lot to like a roller coaster mm. with like, you know, builds and drops and yeah. plateaus and maybe it's a little loop spin you around a bit. Yeah. You know? Stress and release. Wacky bridge, you know, just like, but it needs to, but at the end of it, you come back around to the station and you're like, that was a whole thing that made sense. And I feel really good about this. That's a good one. I'm, I'm a big fan of roller coasters. So I'm, I'm going to use that one. I, I definitely like that. We definitely always talk about like stress and release and push and pull yeah. in our songs. And you know, if it, if you're going Mach 10 the whole time, it, it loses magic. If your whole song is 10 breakdowns, the breakdowns aren't hitting that heavy. But if you blend them together and you have, you know, that push and pull, mm -hmm. that's that's where you get the dynamic. And that's where I think those parts can really hit right. There was a uh, an interview that I was, I think Evan, who I play in two bands with, Grey Walker and Normal Creatures, um, he we were talking, we talk a lot about like music documentaries and interviews and stuff. And like, okay. you know, we read a lot of shit and he was telling me about something. I can't remember if it was either Tom Petty or sting that said this. I think it was Tom Petty, okay. but he was just saying like, like, like an element of songwriting is like every good song should have a surprise in it. Mm. Like something that you're not expecting to happen. And that's what I think made like some of those like, original breakdowns and things like that. Like that dynamic feel mm. of like, I wasn't expecting that and holy shit, yeah. whoa, where are we? That's what right. makes it cool. But then when the breakdowns become predictable and like you're expecting to hear it and then almost like as a songwriter, depending on like what type of music or scene you're in, mm -hmm. you're obligated to do the surprise. Right. Now it's no longer a thing. That's yeah, not a surprise anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of like the, um, so it would be like the equivalent of like a, a, this is like a weird analogy that I'm just like making up off the top okay. of my head, but it's like a, like say one year you, uh, you get like a super Nintendo for Christmas, right? That's a surprise. Yeah. Like, I wasn't expecting to get this. That's great. 
And then like the next year, you're mad that every single present you open isn't also a Super Nintendo. Right. Yeah, right. That's like what like a lot of like the death core hardcore type community started. Right. I feel like doing like in the like, you know, the late 2010s. Yeah, through, like, <laughs> not the late like the late like like 2005, like basically like the MySpace era when like right. you fucking the height like, of it, like, yeah. you know, like all shall perish and yeah. suicide silence and cowboy and all those yeah. guys like starting to do that shit. Right. It's like if there isn't the breakdown, it's like, where is it? And it's not a death core song. Everybody's yeah, asking right. for it's like right. you need to do it. And it's like, well, right. Like, I mean, if it's there all the time, it's just not. Yeah, it's special not. It's anymore. not as hard. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And like, it's like the songwriting got so like it was like almost written in the same way that like people in Nashville write every single pop country song the same. Right. It's like these deathcore songs. It's like it's like the buildups are leading to a point where like you you, you know yeah, where it's going to happen. Absolutely. I, I remember I remember feeling that way. I was listening to um one. I, I can't even tell you which one. One of the Thy Art is Murder records that came out when I was in college and I was a fan of them at first, but then uh, I think maybe it was Dear Desolation. I was listening to that album with my roommate and it was just like, oh, here comes the breakdown. Here it comes. I, I know it's coming. Uh -huh. And it, it's just like, ah. then when it hit, like you said, it, it, it didn't hit me. You know, I knew it was coming. There was no surprises. And it's just, you know, you, you get it. You get into that routine yeah. of, you know, it's, it's just a formula at that point. It's, it's like not coming out of you it's naturally. Like, it's like, it's like you're walking through a haunted house, but you somehow have like x-ray vision to know where all the jump scares right, are. Like yeah. You, or, or it's just set up in a way that it's too obvious where they're coming. Sure. You know? There's not even any, like the, like the song, there's no parts of the songs that are hiding behind walls. It's like right. you go into a haunted house and it's just a clear fucking hallway and you could see from start to finish. Yeah. What's going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, maybe some people like that. Obviously, obviously plenty of people do. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, these, these things are popular in the metal scene. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, it's, it's definitely something that I'm very aware of when it comes to songwriting. And it's something that I, I certainly try to avoid when I'm writing songs. I, I think that it's maybe taps into a part of human nature where I think people that are taking their time to engage with art, whether it's like music or a movie or like even something as simple as like a piece of pizza, mm -hmm. they want like familiarity. They want comfort. They just want to experience something that they already know is going to work for them. Yeah. I think that's why you have places like McDonald's or the fucking Olive Garden that are yeah. everywhere and they're successful because people know like, like I could, I've got a Big Mac two and a half years ago in a completely different state. But if I got one tomorrow right. at that place down the street, it would taste exactly the same. Right. And I think there are people that are just like, you know, I want to listen to something new because I want it. It's new. Right. But and I don't care if it sounds exactly the same as the last thing that I heard. It's right. just like, you know, so then Lorna Shore happens. Yeah. Again. Yeah. No, no hate. No hate. It's just like it's just not for me. But yeah. I, I totally get it because people just like that idea and also for what it's worth fucking was will ramos insane vocalist oh uh, yeah every it, member in the band is, is an incredibly talented musician. incredibly yeah. talented but yeah it's like at the end of the day like um what is really happening to like push forward like the genre you know yeah. but then like simultaneously you could think of a band like um the contortionist okay that yeah. started to do like really push outside of their boundaries yeah but I still don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you're they right. They really pushed themselves outside of their comfort zone. They did push it. They did push it. And they, you know, they got a lot of hate from some fans. They made a lot of new fans, but you know, that, that's another, I mean, even though they were pushing it, a lot of it kind of just sounds like a perfect circle to me. Sure, Except, you know, it, sure. It's like, all right, you were doing death core. Then you were doing kind of a little hybrid. And now, you know, now it's kind of just sounds like nineties rock mm -hmm. and you know, maybe it's new it's it's a new sound for them but it doesn't sound super yeah. new to me so like what not that like you need to do anything new and obviously you know like with train wrecked you know like you guys are just like well it's just you know write music that we feel plays to our strengths mm -hmm. and stuff that we have fun playing like mm -hmm. you know you're very you know like uh i would say like you're a very like rhythmically focused metal band definitely you know it's yeah. you know there's like if there is you know with like there may be like some melodic moments but it's definitely you know way more if i was gonna say like two like two metal bands i would say it's like way more pantera and way less uh 
what would be like a melodic metal band of of a similar era. I can't think of anybody right now. Yeah. You yeah. Know. I, I, I but totally you get what I'm saying, you. right? Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's def- definitely, um, you know, the against the grain kind of riffage, um, you know, still still having some melody in there, but it's it's definitely more about the groove and the head nod mm-hmm. and, and getting the mosh going. Um, you know, we're not we're not rhythmic to the point of just chug 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 chug. You know that yeah, a lot totally, of you totally. know we're, we're we're definitely not into that. Um, we will have those parts after like a melodic part or or so, but um, yeah, we, you know the the songs start with riffs, and if the riffs sound cool, then you know our drummer John will come in and you know he'll he'll put the good groove behind it, and if we like how that feels, then it's going to be a song from there. I do want to say this. I don't know. If if John's gonna be watching or listening to this, I'm sure they're all gonna listen at some. Point. I just wanna. I, everybody in your band seems very nice and are talented, but your drummer is a fucking monster. Yeah, really, really good drummer. That was the thing that stood Hell out yeah. the most to me about when I first saw you guys because I was like, okay, so this songwriting is like super rhythmic, which I had mentioned, mm-hmm. but he's just locking it in so fucking tight. Yeah, it, like again playing to the strengths of everybody's abilities. I think it's just like, it works so good. It's like sometimes like you may see a drummer in a band that can play, but you could tell that they're not really playing in their style. Yes. And I feel like he's 100% playing like how he wants to play drums. Absolutely. Absolutely. Him and I started the band. Um, You know, we just, we just met up through like the Facebook metal scene group, just, you know, trying to link up with people, start something or join a band. Um, And I mean, it was, it was immediate to us that our, that our styles matched up. Um, you know, our biggest, him and I, our biggest influences are Lamb of God. Okay. So, I mean, when we first met up, we we played like two full albums from them, just like right off the bat. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, we're going to start a fucking band here. <laughs> cool, you know? um, but yeah, you know that he absolutely is a, a fucking monster. You know, I mean, he's, he's jacked. He wails the shit out of uh-huh. those drums. Yeah. Um, you know, to the point where our old vocalist, our initial vocalist, you know, not to, not to talk shit. Um, but he used to say all the time, like, dude, you know, you got, you got to hit him a little bit softer and we'll be like, oh, no, man, that, this is a bro. metal band. You 100%. Know? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, even with that being said, even though, you know, I mean, I've watched him play, you know, he's a hard player, but he still has dynamic. You absolutely, know what I mean? He's not absolutely. just like beating the shit to death. Like you could tell that there's like feeling and emotion and for sure. There's yeah, good, there's good awesome. fills. Like, there's tasteful symbol use yeah, for really, sure. really good. Yeah. I mean, and anything that, you know, any of us, I think are lacking in technicality, we make up for it in, you know, well thought out parts more than anything. Well, I, I think that like one of the most overrated things when it comes to metal, and maybe this is blasphemous to some people, but I think like the obsession with technicality. Yeah. Like I don't fucking give a shit. Just yeah. write good songs. Right. You know, it doesn't, I think that it's really hard because like I've played in many different metal bands throughout the course of my life. And the hardest thing has always been like getting like the other musicians in the band to just drop the ego and understand Mm -hmm. that like, it's okay every once in a while to play something that is simple. Yeah. Like, okay, I get it. You're a guitar player in a metal band. And the idea of just doing something that is very rudimentary, may seem like you're not using your full skill set. Yeah. But I'm not asking you to do this for four and a half minutes. I'm asking you to do this for maybe fucking, you know, eight bars so we can add some dynamic to the song and then you can get back to doing the funny stuff, you know? For sure. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. And I mean, we, you know, we have some songs like the first song that comes to mind, uh, The Great American Scream Machine, which named after a roller coaster at Six Flags in New Jersey. So... I mean, we definitely have the roller coaster vibe with that song. It, it, it comes full circle. Um, but, you know, I mean, I wrote that when I was 18, you know, before I really even delved into technical guitar playing. So it's a simple song. It's, you know, it's it's like four or five chords, super basic. But, um, you know, we found that's like one of our more appealing songs to the crowds. It wasn't even on our EP and we have people singing it back to us sometimes. So... You know, it's it's our least technical song by any means, but I, I think it's one of our best. Yeah, I think I think that too. Like, if you're talking about like the course of a performance, it's like one thing to have like a song that's like really well written that you can play in a studio and you can play it live. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to maybe have five or six songs. You're talking about like forty minutes of material that you got to play live. If it's all technical and it's all crazy and it's all fast, yeah. 
you're going to burn yourself out. And it's like, yeah. it's like one thing that, especially like as a vocalist that I've had to really think about over the time over years, like writing lyrics for bands that I'm in mm -hmm. and being like, okay, like, sure. I could do this in a studio, but can I do it live? Oh, right. okay. I could do it live. Can I do this live after doing three other songs? Yeah. It's a different <laughs> mindset. You got to like think about all that stuff. So it's good to even just have those songs that while they may not be super duper technical or like, uh, mind blowing guitar work. It's like, well, in the course of like this, you know, half hour, 40 minute, however long you're playing set, which is like the environment that you probably want people to like engage with your music the most, yeah, right? In a live room. Definitely. Yeah. In the course of that, maybe that four minutes that this song is actually adds a lot of color to the rest of all of the songs. Yeah. So it's like, aside from like having all of the different parts in a song, like we're talking about it being a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, if your songs are roller coasters, set your, set is, your set is a fucking theme park. Oh, yeah, there you go. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Nice. So, <laughs> hey, not everything needs to be a fucking Great American Scream Machine or a fucking right. El Toro, right? right? Yeah. Or right. a fucking King to Ka. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, got, we got a King to Ka on there, though. We got a King to Ka on the set. We did. <laughs> you know, you can have a couple flat rides, and that's fine. Yeah. It's super chill. Yeah, you got it. Okay, so you're a roller coaster guy. Then. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Totally. Right on. I love it. Yeah. I'm, you know, um, setting up our set list is definitely super important to us. We, I mean, we're changing it all the time and we're constantly saying like, oh, these two songs together doesn't work. You know, yeah. you know, we, we can't put a hundred percent into this song if we play it right after this Absolutely. song. Absolutely. Or, you know, these parts are a little too similar here. Let's spread these, let's spread these out. Or, you know, this part's going to kill our vocalist. Let's give him a breather with this instrumental section here next. It's huge. It's yeah. huge. And I, I think it's huge for the audience too, because they, you know, like you said, just like a song is a roller coaster. The the whole set, the the vibe of your show needs to have that that stress and release as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, because you are at the end of the day, we are entertainers. We are here yeah. to um, provide um, something that hopefully someday people besides our friends and family are going to want to engage with. Yeah, for sure. Right. And, uh, you know, you get like, there's forgiveness from people that, you know, that come out to see you, mm -hmm. but over the course of time, it's like, well, you want to be able to continuously, uh, impress and leave an impression on strangers. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is like, well, you can play a consistent set from front to back that, you know, you don't look tired or, the tempo isn't starting the drag mm -hmm. or like, again, it's just like a pleasurable experience because like you're putting everybody through these ebbs and flows of like, Oh, really, really fast, really, really groovy. Maybe this song's a little bit more chill. This one's crazy, but it's yeah. like, you know, giving people a reason to want to stay for the whole fucking duration of your set. Cause yeah. like really it's a big fucking ask it is. for like, <laughs> Absolutely. like, Hey, you've never heard my fucking band before. Yeah. I need you to fucking stand here for 30 minutes and just watch me. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. While well, we're throwing a barrage of intensity. That's at an you. insane thing to it ask. Is. And yeah. And if every fucking thing that you play sounds the same, feels the same, and it's just like, uh, you know, it's good. You're going to burn people out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I think, you know, obviously the, like you said, the pleasure and the performance has a long way to go too. I mean, we, you know, we always try to, we have fun up there. So we always yeah. try to show that we're having fun. I mean, there's, there's nothing worse than seeing a band that's just phoning it in. I don't, I don't even know what you're doing as a band if you're doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, so we, like we definitely every try time to, I've seen between the buried and me live. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I don't know. <laughs> we're throwing somebody out. Sorry, Dan, <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the band that comes to mind for me, not metal at all, but tears for fears. I was super disappointed when really? I saw them live. Man, they they phoned it in like no band I've ever saw before. Wow. It was it was upsetting. Wow. Yeah. They did not give a fuck that they were on stage. That's really interesting. Yeah, it was it was let's just get through this set and I had seen Stone Temple Pilots with Scott Weil and original frontman like a week yeah. before that. And they they had their hearts on their sleeves. Like they they were just you know, they were just putting it all in. So I feel like those two shows stick out to me a lot as far as performances. It's like, you know, be everything that that Stone Temple pilot show was. Don't do anything that Tears for Fears was doing. Mm -hmm. So there's been like some bands that I've seen multiple times 
like uh glass jaws one that comes to mind oh, yeah. where like i've seen them play like sets that are like incredibly powerful and i'm like holy shit and mm-hmm. then i've seen them play other sets where it's like they do not care hmm. and i think sometimes it might just happen to be like a burnout of yeah. just being on the road yeah i'm sure um you know and it's like hard to tell if it's like, does that happen all the time? But it's like, you know, chances are the only time you're ever going to fucking see tears for fears is going to be that experience. Yeah, and that's, right. that's going to be like your, you know, your perspective is going to be colored by that right. forever. You yeah. know, you won't get another chance to see them. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to pay. <laughs> I'm not going to pay money to see them again. After sure. That. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, you know what I mean? Like, it, like. I, there's like one time in particular when I saw glass jaw and I was just like, wow, this is like awful. And if that uh-huh. had been the first time I ever saw them, yeah. I'd, I'd, pro- I'd probably would have, that would have been it. Yeah. But luckily like I had seen them before and I was like, okay, I know that like, I don't know what it is, but something's yeah. just like off here. That's interesting. I've, I've experienced that phenomenon with, um, more so like jam bands more than, more than heavy bands. Weird. I, I okay. feel, I feel like, um, a lot of heavy bands, they kind of establish their set list and then that's their set list for their whole fucking tour. And you kind of know what you're going to get. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of heavy bands I think are pretty consistent each time. Um, you know, go, going off of like what you were saying with glass jaw, like just really inconsistent shows. I've definitely experienced that with jam bands, whereas, you know, a lot of it's improv. Their set is different every night. So it gives that opportunity to have an A plus show or uh, okay, a D yeah. minus show, you sure. know, but I, I really can't think of any heavy bands that, that I've seen that were putting on inconsistent shows like that. Sure. 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 Like going back to talking about like BT Bam, like mm-hmm. they're tight. Yeah. Oh, they're, tight as hell. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like, I mean, also, but it's like, what, what sort of a spectacle do I expect to see with a band that's performing that kind of music? Live? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And it's just like, I just don't think that maybe if I cared about the music more, I would care. Yeah. You know, it's like, I've seen fucking, I've seen dream theater live maybe three or four times, mm-hmm. but I think I've only stayed for the whole set once. Oh, okay. <laughs> that says a lot man (laughs) but i mean they also play for fucking like three and a half hours yeah and it's just so and it's funny because like they're that's actually an interesting uh case of where they're definitely a band that will take you on a fucking journey Mm, like they're going all over the place from light dark heavy soft yeah quiet loud but it's like almost like too much changing to a degree where it's like you know like and for so long, like, hey, you know, like, we're going to give you like 20 minutes of like really cool, like progressive rock material. And then all of a sudden it's just like a half hour of this soft shit. And I'm just right. like, Ugh. and then like then back up to, right. You know, it's like if you're going off the amusement park analogy, they got like some fucking killer roller coasters and then they take you on like the teacup ride for a little bit or something. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> like a really, a, like a really, really killer ride, but like every killer ride has like a fucking way too long of a wait. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, it's a shame. Um, one band that I can think of that consistently does three, three and a half hour shows, but keeps that energy, keeps the good, um, push and pull going is machine head. Oh, interesting. I, I feel like, um, you know, the past few times I've seen them, they did like the evening with style and they would play for three and a half fucking hours and you could tell they were fucking loving it. And I'm, you know, that, that makes all the difference when you tell that the band up there is loving what they yeah. do and they're rocking out and they have the energy for putting those songs on three and a half hours went by pretty quickly. That's rad. Yeah. 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 Big influence there. Definitely love. Definitely a head case for sure. Uh, is that is that what they uh, is that they're like a yeah. fan name? Yeah, the head cases. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if if uh if train wrecked was going to have, I knew you were going to ask this. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. That's a good one. I feel like I feel like we would have to go like off off of like the wrecked part. Uh huh. Then I'll off off the mull over that one. Yeah. yeah. Let me know. Okay. I will. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll just start calling everybody in the crowd that we'll just we'll just make it a thing. Uh-huh. We'll just start addressing everybody as as our wreck something yeah because i mean like well you got like you know uh it doesn't necessarily have to be like a play off of the word because you know you got like your your maggots yeah right your uh 
juggalos. Yeah. Whoop whoop. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it, it could be it could be something. I don't know. You figure yeah. it out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll mull it over for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's that's. I think that's important. You know, uh, especially considering that. Um, you know, Trainwrecked has been a band for how long? Like, when did you start playing shows? Was it even a year ago? It, it was. It was just about a year ago. Okay. We, we played our first show at the Millvale Music Fest last August, but okay. we actually played under a different name. We um we we got in. Oh. Uh, yeah, we got in under our bassist old band called We the Unwilling. Okay. And we just said, hey, we'll be We the Unwilling. And then as soon as we got on stage, we're like, we're not We the Unwilling. We're fucking Trainwrecked. This is our first show. Oh. So kind of, you know, kind of pulled a quick one on Millville Music Fest with that one. But hey, we got our first show and, you know, it's it's been smooth sailing from there. Nice. So in the past, um, in the past 365 days, I, I can't say this for certain, but it feels like in that time, you've probably played about 960 shows. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you motherfuckers are playing a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah. So, uh how's it been playing these 2000 shows that you've played in the past 300 days? I, th I think it's been about 45. Okay. I, I can't say for certain. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, dude, it's, it's, it's been so fucking rewarding. It's been so fun. You know, I think every guy that's in the band has been trying to start a band like this for literal years. And, you know, once we all got together, like, I mean, the vibe was instant. It was like, yeah, you know, you're, you're my boy. Like this is, this is our band. This is what we're trying to do here. So, I mean, obviously it's tiring playing a lot of shows like that, booking all those shows, putting bands together, you know, dealing with promoters, trying to promote it all. Obviously it's very tiring, but I mean, we all fucking love it. And that's, that's the root of why we're doing it yeah. because we love it. So, I mean, I, you know, some weekends recently that we had where, you know, we, we played Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Those have been like some of the best weekends ever. Totally. You know, recently. So I, I, I have a fucking blast playing shows like this. Um, and I mean, you know, the, the scene has been pretty well responsive to us, I think. Um, you know, a lot of people recognize that you see our fucking name on every flyer for, mm -hmm. you know, for a while. So... I think a lot of people appreciated that, you know, we're a new band and we're just trying to get out there, put our, you know, put our music in front of ears and, you know, just, just try to put our names out there. So I think a lot of people have appreciated that. Um, and yeah, you know, a lot of the friends that we've made and bands that we've made friends with in the past year are just fucking awesome, man. You can't get that anywhere else other than playing shows in a local scene, you know? Yeah, totally. I think that it's, you know, really crucial for bands, especially, you know, starting out, um, not necessarily as like musicians starting out, but just like, you know, it's a band, it's a new thing. And, mm -hmm. uh, just getting the name out there, um, playing shows yeah. in as many different spaces as possible, sure. with as many different bands and just, um, yeah, just making those connections. It's like super duper huge. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm curious, you know, to have this conversation again with you in like a year or two yeah, and see how you feel about like continuing to play as much yeah. as you are. Um, cause I think that, you know, sometimes it gets to a point where it's like, okay, we need to like slow down so we can focus on writing or recording yeah. or doing any of this other sort of like band stuff. Right. right? Yeah. You know? And we actually have done that recently. Um, you know, we recorded our EP back in, in May, you know, we only, we only played three shows in May, whereas we're, uh -huh. you know, usually doing like eight or nine. Um, and then, you know, right now we're taking a little break and, and we're writing new stuff, um, to prepare for a busy ass fall coming up. So we're definitely, we're definitely staying mindful of that. Um, and you know, I think we're all pretty open with the fact that if one of us feels burnt out, we're going to say, look, dude, I get it. You know, we're, we're working our asses off here. What do you need? What do you need from us? You know, what do sure. you need to come back and be a hundred percent and keep this thing going? Yeah. Now, you know, you had mentioned that you met John through the like metal scene yeah. online stuff, right? So um, everybody that's in the band, like you basically met through the band, I'm assuming in one way or another. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I met so, them at the audition. So what has like outside of like becoming like a band, mm -hmm. like what has like the idea of just like becoming like homies been like through the course of this? Do you find that you're able to just like make time to do shit that's not band related or is it just like, well, we're adults and we just can't do that? Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, m 
for the most part, it is all band stuff. Um, you know, I think we have all become brothers, you know, very close just from all the time we spend together. Um, you know, I think riding to shows, carpooling together is, is a good means to, you know, sure. get to know each other uh-huh. a little bit. Um, you know, we, we, all, we all like to party a good bit. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll hang out after practices and, you know, party a little bit together. Um, when we went and played a show out in Erie, we took some time to have a little barbecue and hit up Lake Erie a little oh, bit cool. together before. Yeah. So, um, you know, we are trying to stay conscious of it, that. It, it's, it's super interesting because like, you're like, uh, like as the, as you're becoming like a band, you're also like learning about each other as people and yeah. like becoming friends at the same time. Yeah, for sure. It's like super interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, Sometimes you butt heads a little bit. We've definitely had a little bit of that. Start, you know, starting to get to know each other. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Caleb, our front man, and John might have butted heads a little bit when he first joined. But it's like, shit, man. There's it's two huge personalities, and you know, we're we're in a metal band trying to put our best effort into this common goal. So that's that's bound to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think we've all we've all so far gotten a very good I- idea of you know who each other is and mm. and how to interact with each other really well. Yeah. It's super important to have like trust in everybody that's in the room and like, uh, remember that even if you're having like a disagreement over mm-hmm. how some part in a song should go yeah, or something, right. it's like at the end of the day, like hopefully everybody wants to just make a good song. Yeah. You absolutely. know what I mean? And like sometimes like it's metal. So, like you want there to be some ego in there. Like yeah, the ego absolutely. and the attitude is like what makes it fucking good. Right? Absolutely. But it's like, you know, it needs to be ego for a, a shared goal. It yeah. can't just be like, I need this part to be this way because it's all about me. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like, we got to, it's a song. It's yeah. Not, yeah. Absolutely. It's not a fucking, you know, it's not a guitar solo or a fucking drum solo. Yeah. Or, you know, time for you to like really break out and show your, vocal chops or something like right. that. It's like, it right. needs to all come together. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, the ego thing is a big part. I mean, in any band, um, you know, it's really important. I mean, if you're, if you're going to get on stage and, and act like you're commanding the room, you got to have an ego to some level, yeah. right? Yeah. You have to. Um, yeah, that was, that was a, that was a very important factor, um, in picking a front man for sure. And when, you know, when our front man Caleb auditioned, um, that, that was something we talked about, like, oh man, you know, this, this dude's out there. This dude's got a big ego. He's a big personality. You know, is, is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? And absolutely. It's a good thing. You need, if you're going to be the front man of a fucking metal band, you, you know, you got to think you're a God sometimes. Sure. You know? Sure. <laughs> or you got to feel that way sometimes, right? Sure. <laughs> you know, I just think that you got to be able to connect with the room yeah. in a way that, you know, it makes them feel welcome. Yeah. You know? definitely. Like, I am definitely, I'm, I'm not the tough guy on stage. Yeah, for sure. I, I tend to be a bit, maybe sometimes too much of a goofball, to be honest with you. Sure. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it's very much just uh, still like connecting. And I would say like, yeah, any ego that's coming out is probably a lot more of like a smart ass okay. ego. Type. Yeah. It's not yeah. necessarily like, a, you know, get in the fucking pit yeah. bitches. Yeah, right, you know, that's right. a, I'm yeah. not that guy. Yeah. You know? no, I've, I've seen you guys. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's the situation. There. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, you still, you still give off the confidence and you still have that to some degree where, whereas the, I mean, the crowd feels that and they want to sure. get rowdy during your set. Sure. You sure. Know? Sure. Yeah. I, I, I definitely try to, I mean, I'm not, I don't really try. I'm like right. in the moment because I'm in the moment. Absolutely. Right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's sometimes like I want to f- look comfortable on stage yes. and like just feel like it's like always like a big pet peeve of mine is like um, metal with metal vocalists in specific hmm. or like metal vocalists that like try to go too hard, but they can't. So like you see that they're like visibly out of breath <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. like right. the people too that are just like, they don't have like any sort of confidence where it's like, you don't need to be like tough or a smart ass, but if you're just kind of like, you know, oh, yeah, standing there sucks all the just air like, out of it. It's just so like, okay, I need some sort of like, right. You know, it'd be like, uh, again, my fucking weird analogies. It'd be like, like watching a fucking MMA fight where everybody's just like tapping each other. Yeah. Oh, you're exactly right. Like, you know, you need like a, 
you know, get it to them. Yeah, you got to be in the vibe. You got to be you got to be feeling it. You got to be, you know, doing what you're doing up there. What you feel is coming out. I feel like when I'm on stage, you know, I, I you know, have a guitar and I'm still trying to keep up with the technicality of the riffs that I'm playing. But I feel like I move and behave the same way that I would if I was in a mosh pit, you know, like just just the way that my body moves mm -hmm. with the music. I feel like it's just like an innate thing. And, you know, if, if you're thinking too much about it or if you're trying to behave a certain way, I think I think the crowd can see through that. At least I do. You know, sure. I, I see when when bands are doing like choreographed moves or you know, <laughs> trying trying to be too hard, punching the air and shit. It's like, dude, you're not getting me hyped right now. Uh -huh. You know, yeah. but if I see somebody who's up there, you know, fucking feeling their riff or, you know, getting in their drummer's face and banging their head. I, I can feel that right away. You know, there's no hiding that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the relationship that um, a band has not only like individually, but together yeah. on stage is a huge thing, you know? And like, it's like, I don't know. It's really like a bummer one. Like, <laughs> like it's funny. It's like, you know, you might have like, one person in the band that's like super duper into it and then like everybody else doesn't care and it's just mm. like okay like i'm glad that you're really into it but yeah. if there's like no like common like relationship it doesn't feel like everybody's on stage together yeah like you're sharing this moment together yeah. you know what i mean like yeah for sure i and we we definitely um I think sometimes we might have that vibe because our bassist Alec is just a fucking monster and he just rocks out so un incredibly hard for every show that like there's sometimes it's like, all right, I'm not banging my head hard enough to keep up with this kid sure. over here, you know? Yeah. So I, I feel like sometimes we might have that vibe for a split second, but you know, overall we're pretty good. <laughs> so uh, Colt, who uh, is our second guitar player, he mm -hmm. used to be our bass player. Okay. And then uh, Ricky, who played guitar with us, uh, left the band and then Colt moved to guitar because he was actually originally a guitar player. Okay. He only started playing bass to fill a spot in Greywalker. Gotcha. Um, but uh, anyways, when he was a bass player, um, since he was a guitar player, um, the bass was like, I think it, I don't want to say it was easy for him. Yeah, it's easy. But yeah. he like would like move around a lot more. Right. Like right, to the point yeah. like he would be like, we'd be on stage and he would like cut in front of me and I'm like, lost in the sauce i'm like there's nowhere for me to go because yeah. like you know we have uh it's like train wrecks a four piece right yeah. so gray walkers a five so we have guitars on left and right yeah plus him running around in the middle and i'm like we're like we're kind of like juggling each other yeah, i always sure. wanted to just be like dude i'm like stoked that like you're fucking rocking out and having yeah. a good time but like you got to calm down yeah because i don't I, I don't know where to go yeah for you sure know? but it's funny <laughs> because now that he's back on guitar like he's like he's not as like he's still like fucking headbanging yeah. into it, but he he's not running around anymore because your boy got to fucking yeah, pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. So uh, I've been like a lot. Uh, I've been I've been kind of happier ever since. It's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot less dodging uh, headstocks that nice. I got to worry about on stage now. Nice. Yeah, our, our, our front man, Caleb, he's all over the place and I, I I love him for it. But, you know, sometimes he'll just kick that bass drum mic out of nowhere. You know, <laughs> for, for a while I, I was playing on stage right and it was like, like, dude, you're you're bumping into me every song. I'm playing stage left now. Uh -huh. you know, so <laughs> that's really funny. But no, that, I mean, that energy is great, man. And like, you know, like I was saying, you, you know, you can feel when it's authentic, when someone's up there really feeling it like the crowd knows you just sense it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the future of Trainwreck. You mentioned that you are taking a break right now to write some music and prepare for a busy fall, yeah. according to you. Yeah. So um, we will be opening for Deicide and Cataclysm and, and Human Condition out in Reading, uh, September 6th. Uh, pretty stoked about that. They were looking for local bands and we applied for it. And I mean, obviously, you know, we're from Pittsburgh. We're not we're not a fucking local band there. Yeah. But the promoter really dug our EP and said he'd even heard of us. So they're, you know, they're giving us a shot there. So that's, you know, that's, that's our biggest show yet for awesome. sure. Opening for, you know, the biggest satanic death metal band <laughs> you know, to exist possibly. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a Deicide fan. I'm, I'm really fucking stoked about that one. Um, you know, we have a couple of local shows peppered throughout September and then we're actually going to be doing our first tour. We're going to do a five date run, 
um, from September 22nd through the 26th. And it's just going to be all over the Northeast. Cool. So our bassist, Alec, you know, I, I got to give him all the credit for, for getting that set up for us. So, you know, that's going to be a huge learning experience. It's, it's a first for all of us getting, you know, getting on the road and playing music. So, oh yeah. And like you're fucking, you're still just getting to know each other. So we you are. Don't, yeah. You don't know each other's fucking, you know, weird quirks and morning routines and daily shit routines. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, that's, you know, that's something we're all really excited about and you're definitely a little bit nervous about how can you not be? Um, but you know, that's, that's going to be a big step for us individually and as a band for sure. Um, and then October, we just, you know, we have uh, quite a few gigs that are unannounced right now, but, um, mostly local gigs, uh, one down in West Virginia, and uh, we have some pretty big Halloween plans. We're playing that halfway covered Halloween. Okay. We'll be doing a Slipknot set, you know, fully dressed up. We'll have a keg there, a bat for people to bang on. Might have a dead crow in a jar for people to huff if they want to. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> if I can find one, uh -huh. I'm not going to kill a crow for it. I but know, I if know. I find a dead bird, I'm going to put it in a jar. Okay. You know? <laughs> cl cl close enough to the date. <laughs> o o only the OG fans will get uh -huh. it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's so fucking funny. Yeah. Hell so, yeah. um, yeah, you know, we just, just booking as many shows as we can, just gonna try to keep pushing it, keep getting our name out there. So, uh, you know, our September is going to be our biggest month yet with that DSI show and, and a little DIY tour. We'll be doing that with our friends in the cult of Crowley. They're this band from out in Akron, Ohio. Okay. We met them at a West Virginia show and they just fucking blew us away. They're like, Pink Floyd one minute and then doom and black metal the next. So um, they're just, they're just a really interesting band. Um, we've played quite a few shows with them at this point. Really cool guys. So we're looking forward to hitting the road with them. That's awesome, man. I'm yeah. really, really stoked for you guys. Again, like I really, um, I appreciate just positive energy Hell yeah. and the, uh, the, just the drive and just like the very, just genuine intention that I get from the band you know yeah, it's just, it's that. cool and like it's unfortunate that like that isn't like as common as i wish it was yeah um especially with you know like newer bands and like not it's not even just the pittsburgh thing that's just yeah. in general you know yeah. um but it's cool to see it and like i'm glad that you guys are that you've that the universe brought the four of you together hell yeah and that you're too. able to fucking you know make some cool music and more importantly like good memories with each other and for sure man do shit it's fucking awesome yeah it, it really is i'm i'm definitely grateful for this band it's i mean it's been a hell of an experience so far and i mean obviously more really great things to come so hell yeah yeah we're just gonna keep riding it man that's really all there is to, yeah. you know it's it's really easy to uh over complicate the band experience yeah but really it's just like all agree on a day or two or three or however mm -hmm. you're able to practice, you know, agree on the times that we're going to get together Yeah, and get together, do the thing. Yeah, for sure. Write some songs. Try not to get into too many arguments. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, uh, I think do the thing has definitely been our motto. It's, you know, like, I mean, usually anytime I hit the guys up with a, you know, Hey, we got offered this show or Hey, do you want to try to get on this? I mean, unless somebody has something absolutely booked that's getting in the way, it's always like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. try it. New place, new bands. Let's try it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Place I mean, we've already played. Fuck yeah. Let's go back. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. It's like Bray Walker honestly is the same way for the, even though we don't play like a shit ton of shows anymore, mm -hmm. it's really more or less just like, well, uh, we would like to play more, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we're also yeah. like old yeah. and like there's just other shit going on and like everybody just has like other responsibilities but For you know sure. i mean luckily like this weekend we got three shows we're doing like a pittsburgh show then we're in fort wayne then we're in chicago oh yeah with so, our boys in hate unbound uh -huh. they're cool dudes we, yeah we played with them at black forge pretty recently nice yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Re really killer band yeah super super nice so yeah we met them in akron actually when we were doing like the Vakken battle oh, of the bands yeah. bullshit yeah and it's funny because the salvation's end was on that show too so we played both shows with both those bands and oh. like none of us won obviously right. but we just became homies yeah so we were just talking about like let's do like this thing together and that's oh that's sick that's a major win yeah so like it's like fuck it you know it's like you know we didn't win the little silly battle but we right. made some friends 
Hell yeah. Now we're going to go fucking do a little, a little jaunt with them. Yeah. That's all kind of a, there's a, there's a fourth show in Milwaukee on Sunday, but we already had tickets to Metallica. So we're driving back because I was like, well, Metallica, if fucking James Hetfield's going to be walking distance from my front door, I'm going, baby, let's go. I'll see you there, man. I'm trying to see that. I'm trying to fucking see that right hand in the flesh. Oh my God, dude. (laughs) Have you ever, have you never seen them before? I saw Metallica once reload era. I was pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty young. So uh, it'll be cool to see them like as an adult and to be able to have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Yeah. You going to that show? I'll be at that show, man. I'll, I'll, I'll be in the pit trying to instigate violence all night. <laughs> Hell yeah. Love it. I love it. Well, shit, Eamon, it's been real. Yeah, man. It's going to, you know, cut this, wrap this thing up. You yeah, know, we, we've talked for quite a bit here and you got a show to get be getting to. Yeah, man. Shortly here. You're going to rock out with my boy, Jerry. Hell yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sir Cantrell. Sir um, Cantrell for sure. Yeah, uh, he, he deserves more respect than that. You're right. <laughs> My boy, Jerry. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, cool. It's been a good, great chat. Oh, um, yeah, man. Thanks please, for having me. you know, if um, you're not already uh, familiar with Trainwrecked, uh, you can find music online. You can find some live video, I'm sure. But more importantly, since they play 4,000 shows a year, you could probably find them Come to a on a bill show. somewhere and just uh, go out to a show and go see them. And yeah. you, the the thing that's cool about that too, um, you know, especially I can't speak for outside of Pittsburgh, but for the Pittsburgh stuff, you've been playing with a lot of cool bands too. Yeah. So if like you're somebody that is interested in like a diverse um, like newer, diverse rock metal adjacent bands, yeah. like the bands that you're playing with. For sure. We try are, to do a lot of mixed yeah. style bills like so that. So it, it'd be a good opportunity to not only see like Trainwreck 2, I, I think is a really good new local metal band, but to see some other cool bands that are, you know, up and coming in the scene or maybe a band that's been around for a while that you haven't seen. Hell yeah, man. Just get out of your fucking house. Yeah. Get off your phone. Stop listening to podcasts and go headbang. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say, brother. <laughs> cool, yeah, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thanks for coming by. Dude, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Hell yeah. And uh, that was a podcast. We are done. Goodbye. Peace out. Good night. Adios.